just a 10-minute light rail ride from the heart of Denver on the fifth floor of the Lamont School of Music, there is a rose. It is 10 feet tall and wide and hewn from stone. The panes of glass set into the petals bring the glorious Rocky Mountains into view. On the other side of the glass, Lamont musicians sit down to discuss the world of music behind and beyond that window. This is the Rose Room. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Rose Room. I am Macy Andrus, your host for today, and with me is Drew Ritchie. Drew is gearing up to start his second year at Lamont towards earning a master's in music for choral conducting. Drew came to us after three years of directing orchestra in the public schools and conducting at the local youth orchestras in Omaha. Previous to that, he got his bachelor's degree at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln in music education. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. I share a little bit about your background, but would love to hear more from you. How did you go from music ed to then orchestral conducting and now to a master's in choral conducting? Uh, it's a great question because I get it a lot. You know, I've always been someone that's trying to be versatile and remain versatile, not only in my own education, but also in the jobs and gigs that I pursue and have. I've always been someone that loves band, orchestral, any type of music, and I think it's a powerful thing for us to stay versatile and open-minded. Grew up singing in a lot of choirs, playing in orchestras, playing in jazz bands and wind bands. And so as I work towards future degrees, I think it's good to be able to talk to any type of musician effectively from the podium. Absolutely. I think personally, as a singer, I love when my conductor who is conducting my orchestra or conducting my choir can talk to me as a singer but can additionally talk to the orchestra and know what's going on. I just think that's super important. Have you ever played any instruments? Uh, yes, I'm a cellist and have been playing since I started in the public schools in Omaha around fourth grade and still play today, although I haven't been studying privately as much as I used to. I also grew up playing alto saxophone and played Barry sax in my senior year of jazz band at high school. And a little bit of piano here and there. And of course, during our music education degree and training, we were expected to learn how to play every instrument that's taught in the public schools, at least at a beginner level. So that's something that I enjoy doing. So I think it's really important that anyone uh, in a teaching type position is able to relate to every instrument in a way that they can teach. And especially, like I said before, communicate effectively with the musicians they're working with. Versatility definitely seems to be your thing. It seems like you spent most of your time in Nebraska. I'm assuming you grew up there. How did you end up coming to Colorado and picking Lamont? As I began my third year of teaching uh, in the Omaha Public Schools, I was realizing that I was starting to get a little stir crazy and somewhat too comfortable in my current lifestyle and especially with the jobs I had. And I've always known that I wanted to get a master's in music and also a doctorate after that. And so it kind of felt like the time was right for me to explore that next option. I was actually driving back from a little family vacation around the Chicago area with my mother. And I think it was around winter break time. And I really just got a feeling that I needed to do this now while I had the motivation and while I had the energy before I got just almost complacent and just too comfortable in Omaha with the teaching scene. 
and with the youth orchestra and everything going on there. So I started to look at some programs in the Rocky Mountain area and also the Great Lake area, just because I've always loved the mountains and that those two areas of the country. Uh, I was actually looking at Colorado State's program for summer courses. They had a conducting type program that focused in conducting, but it was actually a master's in music education. That was the program that originally caught my eye. As I began to look more into it, I realized that it was basically just another degree in education with you know, a slight emphasis in conducting. And I realized that really wasn't what I needed and what would benefit me the most. And my mother happened to get her master's in performance in cello from Lamont School of Music a number of years ago. And as I was piecing together these documents and resumes and all these things, she kind of just offhanded said, hey, if you're looking at Colorado State and Colorado in general, why don't you check out Denver University? So did some quick research on the interwebs while we were driving and stumbled across Dr. Catherine Saylor's name and email as well as Dr. Lawrence Galan's. And I basically just wrote them a draft email right there with my mom in the car and kind of told them my background and asked where their process was for looking at incoming students. It turns out that I had actually just recently missed the orchestral deadline uh, just by happenstance. And so Dr. Galan mentioned that and I basically asked both of them, you know, how willing are they to let me do uh, studies in both fields? And Dr. Saylor said that she'd be more than welcome to receive my application and ended up getting the audition and had a great audition and I decided uh, it wouldn't be a bad thing to do choral because I knew I would find ways to study orchestral uh, simultaneously alongside this. I think that's really awesome that you've chosen to kind of make your own program. Other than you missing the deadline, obviously that's part of it, was there another big reason why choral drew you in after doing so much orchestra your whole life? It's a good question. I have always had big dreams and aspirations of being a director that gets to put on high quality requiem. I've always had a soft place in my heart for these types of pieces. This magnificent joining of voices, choral, orchestral, players, director, this full on epic experience. And as well as movie scores that kind of fuse choral and, and vocal music. We would like to take a moment to play a piece that Drew conducted this spring with the Lamont Chorale. It is Kyrie from Le Petit Mansé Son Lenel by Rossini.
And so I know that it's great to have the, the voice lessons I've had in the past and have been you know, in some choirs throughout my undergrad and obviously growing up before then. But again, knowing that I needed to be, and I need to be legitimate and thorough and really trained and centered on both sides of the vocal side and the orchestral side, I knew that it would only benefit me and the future people I work with to really get degrees and potentially, and hopefully three different music eras, you know, education for my undergrad, choral right now for my master's and hopefully orchestral for my doctorate. So basically just able to walk the walk rather than just talk the talk because a lot, we as musicians have had a lot of experiences with great directors, good directors, just okay directors, you know, and sometimes it's very easy, especially as we come, become more trained to almost sniff out, I don't want to say this too negatively, but you know, mediocrity or people who are just kind of saying surface level things when you know they haven't really done it themselves. And it's easier for musicians to buy in when they know that the person that is giving this direction and suggestions has really immersed themselves for not just a short time in a given skill. I think that's so great. I love, again, the versatility seems to just be your theme, which I think is a fantastic, fantastic goal as a musician. How do you feel that Lamont has supported you in your journey? Lamont is a great place to be, and I'm very grateful to be here, surrounded by amazing professors, a great director, fantastic musicians, colleagues, friends, classmates, all the good stuff. I will say I felt and feel very supported as my time has increased here and I've gotten more comfortable with the faculty. For example, uh, Dr. Golan has been very supportive of letting me try to do as much as I can on the orchestral side, like I mentioned before, because I get so much great vocal and choral experience with Dr. Saylor, Dr. Fleming, Dr. Payant, our amazing accompanists. And uh, specifically, I've been able to kind of audit my fellow conducting classmates' lessons. Uh, I've been able to audit Taylor Gonzalez and Jorge's lessons uh, when I can, because sometimes the schedule gets pretty intense. Actually, the first quarter we were all here together, referring to my master's uh, classmates, uh, Dr. Golan was on sabbatical. So we had the very, very exciting opportunity to work with Colorado Symphony's director, Brett Mitchell. And he has a wealth of knowledge and expertise and a lot of know-how in the field. And a, an interesting side note is actually a lot of his background is also youth orchestra, similar to me. So I, to me, that was really special and inspiring. A quarter later, or it might have been the same quarter, if my memory serves me correctly, we also got to work with Colorado Ballet's director, uh, Maestro Adam Flat, And so that was really great too. So just in you know, a, a, the first quick two quarters here at Le Mans, I really got a lot of breadth and a lot of great advice and wisdom from four or five or six or seven really capable directors. So that's been a great way that Lamont has supported me just by what's available and the continued advocacy of my professors for our learning. And so it's been really great. You've mentioned youth orchestras a couple times. Is that something you have in your future plans to continue working with? Youth orchestras are just completely special and magical and powerful in so many ways, no matter the community, no, ma no matter the state, no matter the country. 
I could rant for hours about mm-hmm. the positive sides about that, you know, as youth orchestras as a separate entity, as well as, you know, just student ensembles in general. Uh, yes, I would love to stay connected. Uh, currently, I am an assistant director for the Colorado Youth Symphony here in town and have been really fortunate to work with that great organization. Michelle Orman is our executive director, and she has been a really great supporter of me, getting me involved in the scene, keeping me involved, increasing my opportunities for podium time and interacting with the amazing students we get to work with. You know, I've only done one gig with the Denver Young Artist Orchestra here in town, but I'd love to get more involved with them as well. Loved my time with Omaha Area Youth Orchestra for three to five years working as a a chamber coach, uh, an assistant, uh, cover conductor. I would love to stay connected with the youth orchestra my entire teaching, you know, and musical career if I can, uh, wherever I am. I could see myself really enjoying being, you know, either an assistant director or a full-on lead director during my doctoral studies coming up, or even after then, you know, when I, I guess the term is settle down or get more comfortable with the position. I would love that to be on my plate as well, because it's just a really great thing. That's really inspiring. You've also mentioned pursuing a doctorate degree a few times, so it seems like that is in your future. Tell me more about that. So it's a lot of work, and it's worthy work to be in this graduate uh, field. I would love the capability to teach college eventually and and in the near future. I think it's a really great and unique blend of musicianship and teaching and mentoring, just kind of where we are as college students and to be uh, in a teaching role with those types of students I think is really unique and I think For me personally, it kind of highlights some of my skills, you know, again, the versatility, just being able to relate to people and uh, working at that higher level of musicianship. You know, there's so much joy in every age group. I really believe that. I was very fortunate to teach everywhere from kindergarten through high school and beyond in my quick first three years of teaching. And I think it's safe to say there's pros and cons of every age group. And when I weigh those pros and cons and I think about them holistically and I think about truly being satisfied in a more permanent career later on, I think about the college level and I think about being able to do some of that more advanced repertoire, but also never really losing sight of that teaching and mentoring and advocating duties, if you will, from that side of it too. So yeah, that doctoral program would would open that up for me, I think. It's harder nowadays to get a college teaching job without that uh, that expensive piece of paper. So hopefully it'll work out. Well, good luck to you and that endeavor. That will not be easy, but I have absolute faith that with your versatility and all the other skill sets you've mentioned. So obviously being a musician is hard, being a student is hard, being a master's student is hard, being a master's musician student sounds even more difficult. And each field has their own set of challenges. I don't understand all of them, obviously. I only understand the vocal side. So I'm curious from your perspective, what are the hardships in the conducting program? Well, there's a lot of challenges as a conducting student. I think one of them that most conducting students could relate to throughout the entire world is, you know, just getting podium time and making it sustainable and trying to continuously hone in and refine your huge toolkit and your huge specific alleys of what it means to be an effective director and conductor. You know, there's so much that goes into it that 
sometimes even fellow musicians don't really think about that makes it different than just you know focusing on performance or focusing on education. One of the greatest challenges of being a conductor and of course a conducting student is the fact that there are so many facets of what it means to be to be a conductor. You are not just directing music and musicians. You are a scholar of history, of pedagogy, of sports psychology and group psychology and motivation. And you need to invest in your musicians and the people around you in a genuine way, in a caring and powerful way, so that you can create beauty effectively together. So much of the great performances and great ensembles are due to a great relationship with the director slash teacher slash coach. So much great music, it happens because of that relationship that you should continue to foster. And not just as a conductor, but as a conducting student, you know, you're kind of practicing how you interact with people and how you do that. I could rant a long time about this question because there's just so much that goes into it. For me, it's been challenging to to really dive back into the music theory and the score study. You know, there's so much music out there. There's so much great music and it's easy to get stuck in kind of a predictable pattern for predictable repertoire and the standards and the classics. And that's one thing right now is I have actually been creating two programs, one for my recital here in the fall and another for a benefit concert back home in Omaha. The challenge and joy of trying to find versatile and contrasting repertoire and not just old dead white guys, you know, mm-hmm. right? So there's so much great music out there. That's, that's part of the challenge is really diving into all facets of what it is to be a conductor simultaneously and regimenting yourself, keeping a good schedule, also finding time to stay healthy and sane on top of it because it's so easy to just go crazy with the amount of work we need to do and to kind of lose sight of your whole personhood too, outside of just being a musician. Obviously, mental health is such an important thing. So yeah, it's a complicated question and I guess kind of a complicated answer just because it's complex and it's there's a, there's a lot going into it, which is, you know, a challenge and a joy. Wow. Well, that was, I think, the perfect way to end things off. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. I think it was really valuable for all of us to hear a new perspective on The Rose Room. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. You will see us next week while we talk to Brett Mitchell, who we talked about earlier, talking about different ways working with conductors. Thank you so much for joining us for our student spotlight with Drew Ritchie, a second year conducting master's student. If you have any questions, suggestions, or would like to be featured on a future podcast, please contact us at lamontroseroom at gmail.com. Thanks. Thank you.